Hi, this is Andy Height, and you're listening to Wisdom Radio. Nina Lesowitz is with us today. She's an expert on the power of gratitude to totally transform our lives. You know, I think most of us think that we're pretty grateful for most things. But do we really feel grateful every day? Nina says a daily gratitude practice can drastically transform our lives for the better. The way we look at the world, the abundance that comes to us in a new way. She says it's just amazing, and we're going to hear inspirational tips and stories backed by research from experts who are conducting studies about the way gratitude improves not only our emotional health, but our physical health, and how it can even strengthen relationships and just make life better all around. So I'm excited to have Nina with us today. Nina, welcome to Wisdom Radio. Thank you so much for having me, and thank you for the work that you do. Sure, I'm really excited. And, you know, you seem very interested. I'm interested in gratitude, and it seems as though you're interested in gratitude. You've written um, Living Life as a Thank You not too long ago, and now your latest book, The Grateful Life, The Secret of Happiness. What is it about this topic that you find so fascinating personally? Well, personally, um, I used to work for Canary Press, and we published a number of self-help books, and this was uh, back when my children were young. And the titles were like Stopping, Living in Balance, Easy Meditation, and I found that it was virtually impossible for me to do that when I worked full-time, I had two young kids, um, and I just, I just was looking for a way to achieve results that didn't take hours out of my day or require me to join an organization. Um, And also, at the time, I remember being so stressed out and always fantasizing about a different life, and, and, and I thought the only way I would ever achieve anything that resembled happiness was if I moved to Italy and renovated a farmhouse, you know, <laughs> a la Under the Tuscan Sun, right? I think well, that and would then, work. I, then I discovered Mary Jane Ryan's book, Attitude of Gratitude, and it showed how easy it was to transform your outlook with just two words. And so then when I started practicing gratitude, that was when um, all these shifts happened. I realized that happiness is not something that's dependent on outside circumstances. It comes from within. You know, I I really experienced that. didn't just realize it. I mean, I experienced it. And um, so then my co-author and I wrote Living Life as a Thank You in 2009, and that was uh, back when we were we were collecting stories from people, so uh, there's always been anecdotal evidence, and obviously a lot of um, a lot of religions have as a, their central tenet the uh, call to gratitude. Mm-hmm. But it's been since 2009 that so many scientific studies have come out that have really validated, you know, how. Sure. Uh, yeah, how practicing gratitude has has innumerable benefits. Well, as it, you mentioned earlier. it really interests, you know, the topic interests me at a very personal level as well, because when I meditate, I meditate on love and gratitude. And it's always gratitude that's the floodgate of just a, a rush of um, of happy feelings. and Exactly. Yeah, so t- tell us about that. Is there scientific evidence that it does something in the body? Oh, absolutely. I mean, uh, well, there's a lot of neuroscientists that are studying this and doctors and 
uh, researchers across the United States. In fact, I went to the UC Berkeley's Greater Good Science Center's Gratitude Summit a few months ago. And wow, there's, to, there is yeah. such a thing as a gratitude summit, huh? Yeah, you should sign up for it. Oh, it sounds good. <laughs> yeah, it's once a year, um, and the UC Berkeley's uh, Greater Good Science Center is like the epicenter of um, gratitude studies, and what they did was they awarded 14 grants uh, with funding from the John Templeton Foundation um, as part of an expanding gratitude project. I listened to uh, Dr. Jeff Huffman from Harvard Medical School, who's conducted a study on the impact of gratitude in people who had recently suffered a heart attack, and he found that patients were more grateful, healed faster, and were less likely to have another heart attack. Wow. And there's, yeah, there's just so many studies. I mean, there's one um, at the University of Miami showed that experiencing gratitude balances hormonal levels <laughs> and led to the release of DHEA, the anti-aging hormone. Oh. Whoa! We, haven't even, we didn't even include that in our summary. Oh, wow. That's Forget about the skin products, right? <laughs> really? It also um, boosts the immune system by increasing LGA antibody. So, yeah, it raises the level of positive feelings, but it also has a physiological effect in your body. It's amazing. Wow. Now, is there? do you think there is any connection between spirituality and gratitude? I mean, I know I personally feel it, but I'm wondering from your perspective is if there is a connection. Oh, yes. I mean, when you study across the board, every single religion, as I mentioned, has that um, common denominator, and I just find that incredibly fascinating. But what I also see is that for those people who don't belong to a religion, but when they commit to a practice of gratitude on a consistent basis, the results can be the same. You know, I mean, worship gives people a place to give thanks right, when you go to church, and it offers prayers, you know, to contemplate or chant, right? Many of those prayers and lessons are underscored with messages of gratitude. But I think that you even you don't necessarily have to be affiliated with a, an organized religion, um, because I think giving thanks for blessings on a daily, ba- a, a daily basis can be a form of spirituality. Oh, sure. Sure, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it is actually my... It's, it's, it's my spiritual practice. So let's say I'm somebody and I'm having a really bad day and or maybe a bad week or a month. Uh, I just don't feel as though anything is happening for me. And I, I don't feel really thankful about anything right now. I mean, I'm sure there are people that are in that frame of mind. What would you say to them about how if they tried to do their gratitude practices that might help? Oh, yeah. Well, you know, neuroscientists, say that we, our brains have a negativity bias. So we need to just understand that, you know, it's, it's a self-protective characteristic because we're, our brains are scanning for threats from back when we used to be hunters and gatherers. So if you understand that about yourself, don't, don't give yourself a hard time, but know that uh, what we need to do is we need to work on breaking out of that negative feedback loop and, and rewire our brains to think positively. So you may say, I don't feel like there's anything to be grateful for, but actually, you know, take the time to just start, write down three things that went well that day and 
And if you just do that every single night, according to an article in the Journal of American Psychology, people who kept a gratitude diary for nine weeks felt happier and healthier and even exercised more. So Mm. they've done, yeah, oh yeah, in in the area of um, psychology and depression, this is this is amazing mm-hmm. um, because perhaps the person that you were describing that doesn't want, doesn't feel very grateful, you know, maybe they're a little depressed. And so this doctor who is Dr. Seligman is a pioneer in the positive psychology movement. Um, he and his colleagues at the University of Pennsylvania found that gratitude is a, the most powerful antidote to depression. So they did the. They recommended the exact same exercise that I just described. That uh, their patients take time each day to write down three things that went well, why they thought so. Fifteen days later, almost ninety-five percent of the people said they felt significantly less depressed. Yeah. And their yeah, their scores on a widely used depression inventory dropped by fifty percent, which is equivalent to the improvement seen with medication or psychotherapy. That's amazing. Well, yeah, so, there was a yep. uh, placebo control group who just wrote down three childhood memories every day, and they did not experience an improvement. Well, we all eat three at least three times a day. So, whatever happened to the idea of, you know, having some gratitude around food? <laughs> Speaking with Thanksgiving great. around the corner, that's a really easy way. Is just when you have the food in front of you, that's something to be grateful for. Absolutely, and yeah, and that's I, I love Thanksgiving. Actually, is my favorite holiday. <laughs> Not surprisingly, I mean, it was even it was even before I uh, written these books. But I do I love Thanksgiving, and yes, Thanksgiving is a fantastic opportunity to incorporate uh, some type of a ritual instead of just sitting down to eat. Um, I would say absolutely go around the table and have everybody express what they're grateful for. That can be so powerful. I remember one year where we did that and everyone was just in tears, you know, happy tears, really happy tears. And then, mm-hmm. and then another um, activity could be that you turn to the person on your left, just go around the table that way and tell them what you appreciate about them. You know, I love and, that. I love that. I, I participated in that once um, at a uh, at an event. It was called a prop circle. Have you heard of that? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And and you just pick somebody in the circle to express gratitude to, and then eventually everybody in the circle gets their props. But um, right. it feels so good when you are giving it, right? Not just receiving. Right. Yeah, giving it and. I mean, these types of things, as I mentioned, they really have an effect on our uh, brains, you know? What about if you don't feel as though you're getting enough gratitude? Let's say you're working really hard for someone or something, and and you start to feel as though, you, you know, people aren't grateful or they're not recognizing what you're doing. Um, can that have effect on you? And what's a good way to ask for, uh, I hate to say praise, but you know what I mean? Acknowledgement. Acknowledgement. Right. Well, you know, they they say that the workplace is the place where people experience the least gratitude. (laughs) Um, But yet numerous studies show that happiness is one of the major predictors of success in the workplace, which obviously makes sense. But Gallup has done some extensive polling and and tests and research around this and uh, companies with happy workers have 33% higher profitability, 
51% lower turnover. So you can, you can um, if you're an employee, you can take this information to the company and just show them that it really has a major effect on the bottom line. And, you know, there are ways there, are, just as we just, uh, you and I just talked about some exercises around the Thanksgiving table, there are exercises you can do at work. You can suggest that they start a bulletin board at work where people can just anonymously pack up something that they're thankful for, you know, that some other employee, yeah, just acknowledge. I mean, things like that have such a huge effect on the bottom line and needless to say on everybody's outlook. Uh, Did you want me to talk a little bit about a study that I do? Sure, absolutely. Yeah, this, I find these, this, this finding is just mind boggling as well. Um, this woman named Jane Dutton, who was a professor at the University of Michigan, she studied huge businesses like Newsweek and Reuters and Macy's and Cisco Systems uh, to learn how organizations respond to employees experiencing personal difficulty. And in some cases, those workers receive cards, flowers, financial help, emotional support. Um, in other cases, workers complained of receiving little sympathy or help or gratitude or anything. They found that the employees who had experienced compassion and gratitude at work saw themselves, their coworkers, and the organization in a more positive light. And this is what I find fascinating, is that these results held whether employees received the compassion and appreciation themselves or merely witnessed it. So you can... Uh, yeah, if you simply see someone else being treated well at your company, that will engender more feelings of support toward the company, more sense of commitment, you know, lower Mm. turnover, more productivity. So it's just, I mean, gratitude and recognition. I guess it's because we're, you know, we are naturally empathetic creatures. Right. And, you know, you see that with love or with other emotions as well. So that makes total sense. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, recognition and gratitude are uh, key elements in strengthening connections mm-hmm. between colleagues, which can obviously uh, help with communication, collaboration. And so let's just say that, okay, that's that's not going to happen at where I work, uh, you might say to yourself. And, and, and then you say, well, I'll give myself gratitude. And so that's where this gratitude practice comes in, right? Where you don't necessarily have to rely on those around you to to provide that you by giving gratitude you receive the benefits um of as if you were receiving it almost yeah yeah absolutely and the thing is you know i love that whole idea of how there's a ripple effect um, you know how there's been studies relatively recently around the whole idea of how happiness spreads. Um, there was a study published in the British Medical Journal and probably other journals as well, um, how scientists showed that happiness spreads through networks um, and that knowing someone who is happy makes you 15% more likely to be happy yourself. A happy friend of a friend increases your odds of happiness. And even your neighbor's sister's friend, whom you don't even know, can give you a 5%. These are, I mean, these were studies done at, like, Harvard, UC San Diego. Yeah, You know, if you and I were just making this stuff up, like saying, oh, I, I, just, I just feel like, 
uh, the world could be a happier place even, you know, 10, 10 generations away. Um, people would think we were crazy, but <laughs> it's actually been proven. Yeah. So, I, I, yeah, I, your, I your emotional these... state is affected by the actions and choices of other people, many of whom you may not even know. I like how these studies, you know, have to take place on humans and, you know, because you really couldn't tell if a rat was happy, could you? I mean, no. I, well, maybe you could, but I mean, like a dog, definitely. You can tell when it dies. Oh, yeah. No, no. But these, obviously, <laughs> yeah, all of these studies are human studies, most definitely. Dogs are very grateful creatures. Uh, and they're oh, always dogs, happy. Yeah. Most dogs are very happy and they're very grateful. And, and they just being around them makes you feel great. Oh, my dog is so spoiled. I feel like she's so <laughs> entitled. She is just so entitled. You know, she's I had a dog five o'clock. She doesn't. She doesn't. She doesn't get the time change. You know, she didn't read Daylight the book on gratitude. Four o'clock. She wants her dinner. Keep All trying right. to tell her it's not five o'clock yet. So, um, can gratitude attract abundance? The way manifesting, you know, thinking about what you know, just the whole idea of the secret. Um, is gratitude a piece of that manifestation? Is it a part of the language that speaks to the to the universe to help attract abundance? Absolutely, absolutely. And it makes perfect sense. I mean, what we tend to think, the whole, the whole thing that uh, our gratitude practice is counteracting is this sense that we need to always there's something missing and we need to have something happen to us or we need to acquire something in order to be happy. But what happens really, and science has proven this, is that good things happen to us when we're happy. So that's, yes, that's absolutely true, that once Mm. you commit to a gratitude practice, and then you become happier because basically you're appreciating what you already have instead of focusing on what's lacking. And then it then you'll you notice that all kinds of good things start to happen. And we write about that right. in the book as well. Well, I think I think people respond to you differently as well. Um, right. When you are well certainly if if you're a grateful person you're grateful for your friendships and you're telling people how grateful you are for the friendship you're expressing yourself and i think that also attracts lots of good things into your life yeah i mean um you know i know that we're talking about thanksgiving but um looking ahead to new year's i mean people make these new year's resolutions every year and um, one of them, and, and only 8% of the people, by the way, ever really um, get anywhere with them. <laughs> but people, one of the uh, number one resolutions that people make is to uh, stay in touch with friends and to reconnect with friends. And, um, and, what, and, and what you just described is exactly true, that the best way to connect with somebody is to think about what you appreciate about them and then to tell them what it is that you appreciate about them. So that enhances the relationship. Well, how do you think we're, um, how do you think we're doing on that score? Because if you think about, I mean, I'm not that, I'm not that old, but I do recall when I was young, um, my parents always made a big deal about writing a thank you note, um, saying thank you, 
you know, just having these basic manners at that. Right. Now, I, and I'm not sure uh, how our society is doing on that score, but I bet you know. Well, um, what I have found is that when you, when we were young, uh, people didn't end every sentence with "thank you." Now it just uh, seems to be just a uh, it's a, a salutation, right? I mean, it's a it's just uh, people need to stop and really think about what it means to really be thankful and grateful, and uh, insofar as uh, giving thanks. Um, yeah, your parent, I think thank you notes are really important. They seem to have much more, and they're very, very appropriate for any reason. But um, we do have more opportunity now to thank people. I mean, back then, it was, the only choice was snail mail. Um, now, you know, you if you can thank somebody in an email, you can text somebody a thank you. So, yeah, I think uh, it makes a big difference. If nothing else, it helps you. Um, it's it's a little gratitude practice because you know may, maybe you're thinking, oh, I don't right. have, I don't have time to do that, or oh, you know. But then when you actually get to it and you sit down and you take a moment and you think about all the things that just happened, it helps you to tune in to your life a little bit with a little bit more detail, and and, right. and it enriches right. that experience. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, so many people, when they get invited to someone's house for dinner, they never send a thank you note um, or even acknowledge it. And so I did that. We went to a friend's house on Sunday, and I didn't write a note because, you know, we've been friends. I have We have them over all the time, and... It's relatively casual, but I just sat and thought, and I thought, well, you know, she really made an effort with folding her towels and lighting her candles, and I thought, in addition to complimenting the meal and the company, I'm going to say something about the ambiance, you know? And basically, it, yeah, it got me in touch with thinking about the effort that she had put into it, and when I did that, I could tell, you know, you just know that she was just really honored that I had um, recognized that and, and acknowledged it, you know? Yeah. So, and and then there was a, I did that in a text, and then she texted me back, and it just... So you can just... How long does that take? I mean, sure. people are texting all day long to make plans. Well, you know, send a quick text just acknowledging that the person put some effort and energy into lighting candles. Uh, I'll bet they'll be more likely to invite you back next time. Um, Yes. (laughs) No. (laughs) So with with gratitude, so we are uh, speaking of um, Thanksgiving, you know, we're coming up on the holiday season where people, it's the sort of the season of giving and uh, many times also at the end of the year, people are thinking about their charities and what charities to give to. And, and certainly when you give money, that's an, that's an expression of gratitude. How does charity and gratitude work? How do those work together? Do they work together? Oh, yeah. No, um, every, every time you read anything or even see a graphic that uh, details all the benefits of a gratitude practice, uh, one of the things that's frequently mentioned is that grateful people tend to give back more. And there's, that's really something um, that makes a lot of sense because people who are uh, in touch with a sense of abundance, they want to share that and give back. 
And also just when you have a consistent gratitude practice, one another one of the benefits is that you have more energy. So that helps as well because you um, have the time perhaps to go and um, help out an, an organization. And, um, and then the thing is that when you give, as you alluded to earlier, or, or when you're the one who's um, telling other people why you're grateful for them, you're getting something out of it. I mean, when you when you volunteer or you give money, it actually has been scientifically proven to incre- increase joy. You know, um, there was a study that giving money to someone else l- lifted these people's um, happiness more than spending it on themselves. I think that's and so then, important, especially now. People don't want to um, spend money on as things this holiday season. I keep thinking about, you know, if you're planning on buying, you know, ten gifts, um, have one of them n- not be a, a a physical gift. Have it be something like right, this. right, right. Oh yeah, actually do something for yeah. them. I'm I'm sorry. Um, I, I think I interrupted your train of thought. I don't know if it's recoverable. No, no. I was just I was just thinking, and then there are all kinds of places where you can donate to um, their charity. Let's say they really care about uh, African elephants, you know. I mean, I would love it if somebody gave a donation to for wildlife on my behalf, you know. Oh, yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah. So I think that's wonderful. And um, I, I love, I'm very thankful when I see those videos on Facebook of little elephants playing in water <laughs> it always makes me feel so happy i know i know but then sometimes oh, no. it can bring down your whole day when you're scanning your news oh, feed no. and you see some example of animal abuse oh it's terrible well that's where we all have to do our part to um you know to give to the people who are trying their best to prevent that sort of thing i agree completely yeah. absolutely absolutely yeah. Let's express our gratitude to the animal kingdom where, right. where would we be um, so you have these, uh, practices. So if somebody, you're saying, you're saying, okay, so you think about, you're a sensitive person. You think about what you, what you put in your body. You think about, um, the exercise, what, you know, how you keep yourself fit, develop a gratitude practice that you do over. So how long does it take to develop a practice and make it part of your routine? What what are some good place? Where are some good places to start? Well, um, I think that if you simply say things like, "Oh, I'm grateful for my family," "Oh, I'm grateful for my health," that is not really opening your mind up to fresh gratitude uh, thoughts and ideas. So, I think that what people should start doing is really just. Focus on them, even just on the, start with the mundane. Just start to give thanks for things like, oh, I'm so grateful I have a dishwasher. I'm so grateful. You know, even though I'm sitting in my car in traffic, I'm able to stay out of the rain and, and I'm able to listen to my favorite radio station. So just as you go through the day, give thanks for all of those those little things you know i have hot water coming out of my faucet so and then what when you're doing that you're noticing it and that means that you're in the present so for instance when you take a walk 
uh, a really great great way to kind of slow down your mind, which is what we're always being reminded. I mean, you have a meditation practice. We're all always being told that all of these things are so good for us. It helps to lower the blood pressure, obviously, and all of, all of the other wonderful things that have to do with doing yoga, exercising, meditating, chanting, you know, all of that. What is that about? That's about slowing down your mind. So we're always thinking about our to-do list and and, and and we have all these thoughts racing through our heads. Well, one of a tool, a really great tool to help us stop that and to be in the moment is to say, okay, when I take my walk, I'm going to just notice things and give thanks for them. So when you take your walk, just say, I'm thankful for the way the breeze feels in my skin. I'm thankful for how beautiful the leaves look as they're rustling in the trees. I'm thankful for the fact that I have this path, this paved, somebody paves this path for me to walk on. Do you see what I mean? It's oh, totally. not. I, I'm actually, yeah. I'm, I know I'm, I'm guilty of that. I, when I'm taking a walk, I'm like, um, Oh, there was a little book I used to read to my son when he was growing up, and it was she was just grateful for everything—the flowers—and she was just like, yes, exactly. I've kind of gotten that way in my in my old age. Exactly, and then you'll come off that walk just you know feeling high, feeling you feel happy, kind of buzzing, yeah, because you're not just the endorphins. You know, as mm-hmm. you say, you're not just saying it; you're feeling it. You're feeling it. Exactly. Exactly. So that would definitely be my advice to, you know, stay Mm -hmm. away from the, you know, I'm grateful that I have a job. You know, what does that mean? Like, you know, really. And then, of course, to read your book, The Grateful Life, The Secrets to Happiness and the Science of Contentment, because then people can get even more tips. Yeah. Every single story is uh, ends with uh, Grateful Life Practices, and we have tips throughout. And we also have a website. Uh, it's the gratitudebook.com. So uh, oh. it's actually like a yeah blog website, so people can go there. So you wrote, you co-wrote this with um, Mary Beth Sammons. Yeah, Mary Beth Sammons. Uh, she and I co-authored "Living Life as a Thank You" and also "What Would You Do If You Could Not Fail." Do you have a copy of that one? No, I don't. Oh, that's all about courage, yeah. Oh. All about courage, yeah. So, um, and she's in Chicago. So what's one, and she's uh, been a journalist for many, many years, and she's just wonderful at, uh, she set up this format, actually, where uh, it's basically all of these books are a series of stories, and um so what's great about that as well is that she has just a completely ne- different network of people, and uh, and so we were able to reach out to people from all walks of life. Okay, so now um, you've whet my appetite. How about one story in closing? What is one of your favorite stories about gratitude in, in someone's life? Um, well, in The Grateful Life, the brand new book, what... Uh, one of the stories that I really like, he's actually the first person that I interviewed, and he is this young man who was in college with my daughter. He's a, he was a year ahead at San Diego State, and he started uh, noticing that he couldn't see anymore as he was walking around the school campus, 
And he was misdiagnosed over a period of months and then finally was told that he was going blind uh, due to some hereditary condition. And he had always loved to play golf. And so after he went blind and uh, he actually, along with his father, participated in this blind golf championship and he they won. He, he's a national champion. Wow. And he also now speaks to groups. And what I um, loved about what he said is that he said, well, you know, I could have just focused on what I had lost, but instead he is so grateful that he's found his life purpose because he's always loved to play golf and he's always loved the idea of um, giving inspirational talks to audiences. And this has enabled him to do that. You know, can you imagine wow. when you think about going blind, you think, what? That's the worst thing that could possibly happen to me, right? Right. And then, and instead, you talk to him, and all he does is he tells you how grateful he is. And uh, we found that so many people that we interviewed who have also been through enormous crises, losing a child, losing your house, you know, every everything that could possibly happen to you, people give thanks to other people. I mean, that's, he's incredibly grateful for his support network. Mm. Um, he's... Yeah, he's That's so a beautiful grateful. story. I can't, first of all, I can't imagine, uh, I'm not very good at golf to begin with, but I can't imagine playing it when you can't see where the ball is going. So it must be, right, right. maybe so, he, yeah, so what they, like, so there, they have, they have, like, he has his father is on the course with him and his father kind of tells him, because he, he's, he's played golf, you know, all his life. Sure. And at this point, he's still in his early 20s still very very young that's Um, wonderful what a great story yeah yeah blind golf champion well i bet he's uh, like the you know the the who song uh the pinball wizard you know where mm -hmm, he's yeah that's him where he can't pinball wizard he's deaf i remember when i was younger i I sang along but you know when you're younger and you sing along but you didn't really really listen to the lyrics yeah, and so he was it's deaf. It's kind of cool he now was, to really listen. He's deaf, blind. Um, you know, the pinball wizard. He he's he's he has no senses, and yet he wins. He has this sense. He feels the bore. He feels the, he feels his way to uh, victory, and it, it baffles everybody. So he's picking up mm-hmm. on some other, um, other ability. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's wonderful. And I really, um, speaking of gratitude, I really appreciate you joining me today and and helping us put together this um, Thanksgiving show. Oh, thank you. I'm really appreciative about being on. <laughs> and uh, what, do you have something else coming down the pike? What are you working on now? Um, well, we're currently working on this. We're trying to change the world. <laughs> <laughs> One thank you at a time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hey, I think exactly. it's I think it's uh, contagious. You know, I I do I do. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, it was so funny because I we my coworker joined me from Chicago. We did a book signing at uh, a book passage in Corte Madera, Marin County, uh, which is in north of San Francisco. For your audience, and we. Um, spoke uh, obviously about the book and about gratitude, and then I noticed on Facebook for the next several days uh, the people who had attended. I saw that they were using words like grateful and thank and thanking people. I just I noticed that 
Yeah. You know? That's great. And it just, yeah, it just, it just makes people, when they, when you talk about it, and, and, like, you and I are going to hang up the phone, and we're both going to be in really great mood <laughs> from having had this conversation, right? Absolutely. <laughs> and we can move through the rest of our day in joy. With a big smile on her face. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Nina, and we will. Uh, thank you. We will stay in touch and see what's coming down uh, the pike for you, and be sure to have you back on the show. Oh, that's great. Thank you. Okay. Okay. Take care. Bye bye. Thank you for joining me today. I hope you enjoyed the show. Be sure to track over to wisdomradio.org to sign up for my newsletter if you already haven't. And I want to leave you with one of my favorite Dancing Eagle readings today on gratitude. Enjoy. Thankfulness is the universal emotion and thus language. When true, it brings us into alignment in self and with self to beyond. It is the great modulator of energy waves and synchronicity. Gratitude is the heart of the universal intelligence that blankets the earth and stars. The opposite of thankfulness, greed and want, unravels through implosion. One emotion ties us to a great strength into the continuum. One sucks us into ourselves like a black hole. The happiest souls are those with few needs and a deep-seated sense of gratitude for the smallest of things. Gratitude is the great attractor of energy, other beings, good fortune, health, and peace. It illuminates the light of universal love within that guides us. The glow of contentment attracts more of what we're thankful for into our path as a campfire attracts passers-by. Taking things for granted or moving through life for self alone snuffs out the firelight, leaving one to grapple for a path in the dark. Unfortunate accidents or getting mired in the muck become more frequent events in the lives of those who cannot see beyond themselves. And yet the source of illumination is within all and easily switched on with a simple shift of focus. Frequent meditation or prayer that moves from asking to thinking is the key. This is Andy Height. Thanks for listening.